Chapter Two of The Outdoor Chums in the Big Woods. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Outdoor Chums in the Big Woods by Captain Quincy Allen. Chapter Two A Broken Window and Glorious News. "'Gee whiz, look who's coming out of the house on a rampage, will you?' cried Bluff Masters, as the front door was flung open and an excited man hurried down the steps toward the spot where the four chums stood breathing hard after their recent exertions. "'Is old Isaac Chase the meanest man in Centerville?' exclaimed Jerry in dismay. "'We didn't break his old window, you know,' expostulated Will Milton. "'Here are lots of witnesses to prove it came from the other side.' "'Little he'll care about that,' Bluff told him. "'He must have seen us in the fight, and that settles it. "'Frank, you talk with him. "'I'll be apt to get sassy if he scolded too hard.' "'So it usually came about. "'Upon Frank's shoulders was laid the burden of extricating them from numerous mishaps. "'But Frank rather liked being made the scapegoat. "'He certainly faced the angry old miser of Centerville without showing a sign of alarm.' "'Now you've gone and done it, you young rapscallions!' cried Isaac Chase, so excited that he could hardly control his trembling voice. "'I don't know what this town is coming to, when a pack of boys are allowed to fight battles right on the public streets, and with stones in their snowballs at that!' He held up something he had in his hand, so that everyone could see. It was a stone, there could be no doubt about that, with some of the snow still adhering to its sides. Bluff rubbed the side of his head at seeing this, as though wondering whether the missile that had struck him there had also been loaded in that way. "'We're sorry, Mr. Chase, that your window was broken,' said Frank steadily. "'It was an accident. I give you my word about that. I happened to dodge a ball fired from the other side, and it went through the glass.' "'What? You here in this rowdy business, Frank Langdon?' exclaimed the other, as though more than surprised. "'I shall have to see your father and make a complaint, if the chief of police declines to back me up and arrest a few of you.' "'As to that, Mr. Chase, I will tell my father all about it as soon as he comes home from the bank. I know what he'll say, though, and it doesn't frighten me one bit. My father was a boy himself once, not like some people who forget that they once used to play themselves.' "'Don't be impudent to me, boy,' snapped the old miser angrily. "'I don't mean to be so, Mr. Chase,' Frank continued. "'And as for your window, we'll send a glazier round right away to put in a fresh pane, and pay for it, too. I'm sure that is all you could expect from us.' "'That's a measly shame, Frank,' objected Bluff impetuously. "'When it was Andy Lasher who broke the window,' added Jerry, filled with righteous indignation. "'You only ducked, Frank, when you saw it headed your way.' "'Perhaps Mr. Chase thinks you should have stood up and got that snowball with the stone in its heart smashed into your eye. It isn't fair for you to pay the bill. Let him go after Andy.' "'No, I prefer settling the account myself and not having any trouble about it,' Frank told his objecting chums. "'Besides, we've had enough fun out of the business to stand a little expense like that. The innocent often have to suffer for the guilty.' Some of the bystanders at this point tried to convince Mr. Chase that Frank was entirely innocent of the whole transaction, but the miser, acting on the principle that a bird in the hand is worth two in the bush, declined to let the generous offer Frank had made slip from his grasp. "'Somebody's got to pay for my broken window,' he insisted stubbornly, "'and these boys admit they were connected with the rowdy crew that made themselves a disgrace to the town in front of my door.' 
i shall expect him to fulfil his offer which you heard him make mr jenkins and mr mole the sooner that window-pane is replaced the better i shall be pleased that's enough with that he turned his back upon the group and hurried to re-enter his house as though fearful lest some of the spectators might endeavour to shame him out of accepting pay from an innocent party frank and his three comrades stood talking with some of those who had gathered when the crash of broken glass followed by angry words in the high-pitched voice of the miser drew attention to the scene of action come let's be moving along fellows bluff finally remarked it galled him to think that they had been made the scapegoats by andy lasher and his set though he knew only too well that once frank's mind was made up to pay for the broken window nothing could change him true to his promise frank first of all visited the hardware store and engaged the owner to send a man around at once to the home of the miser so as to replace the twelve by twenty pane of glass i expect to have a good many orders like that frank before the day's over remarked the dealer laughingly they always come with the first snow for you boys must have your fling a ball went wide of the mark did it and picked out the window of miser chase's house to smash but the trouble is none of us threw it burst out jerry determined that the true fact should be known at any rate even if they did have to foot the bill andy lasher hit a stone in his last ball and expected to do frank damage for he shied it straight at his head but frank dodged and bang went the glass andy and his cowardly bunch pulled out like fun bluff hastened to add and so we had to stand for it but then frank says we were in the crowd that was fighting and it wasn't fair that mr chase who was an innocent party should suffer from our fun so i reckon we'll have to put our hands in our pockets and pay your bill mr benchley the hardware man nodded his head there was a twinkle in his eye as he observed frank langdon he knew the sort of reputation frank had in centerville although the latter had not been a resident there much more than three years having come from away off in maine at the time his father took the local bank over believe me i'll let you boys off as lightly as i can and not lose by it was what he told them i like the manly way you stand up and take hard knocks if i had a boy i'd want him to be just your style frank as the four chums went away jerry chuckled that was as neat a compliment as you ever had paid you frank do you know it he asked the other frank smiled but he did not look displeased i'm glad mr benchley has such a good opinion of the outdoor chums he remarked for he meant every one of you as well as me when he said that we try to do the right thing most of the times and yet there never were four boys more fond of having a jolly time than this bunch that's so bluff declared sturdily and we've had lots of dandy vacations in the past too what's bothering me is where we ought to go to spend this unexpected time that's been given to us through the fire at the college we'll figure all that out in a day or so never fear will observed yes added jerry leave it to frank and he'll arrange the details chances are we'll be dropping in to see how old jesse wilcox is getting on with his muskrat trappings i think i'd enjoy another turn up there in the woods one thing sure said frank we must arrange to go away somewhere and to do a little hunting again just the thought of it gives me a warm feeling around my heart same here bluff told him cheerfully i never feel happier than when i smell the woods and get on the trail of game that glorious spell we had out on mr maybe's ranch among the rockies has haunted me ever since they talked it over as they sauntered in the direction of their homes it happened that will milton's house was the first they came to i saw the postman come out of our gate will commented i wonder if he brought uncle felix the letter he's been expecting for some days you see he's got a bad attack of rheumatism yet he says he must try to get away down east on some very important business 
between you and me he never will be able to do it for days or weeks he's that doubled up run in if you feel like it will frank told him we'll wait out here for you yes added jerry as if it might be an afterthought and while you're about it will just mention to uncle felix that there are four husky boys around with considerable time to burn just now and if he wants anybody to take that trip for him we might be coaxed into doing it if he'd stand for expenses at that all of them laughed as though they considered it a joke will left them shying a few snowballs at a tin can bluff had set on a fence post if we're going to get in many affairs like the one we just had with andy lasher and his crowd the latter remarked it stands to reason we want to tune up some in our heaving my baseball arm is out of practice and i'm ashamed to say that three out of four balls i fired missed their mark oh well i noticed a lot of dodging being done commented frank and only for that all of us might have made more bull's eyes chances are that andy will have a circle around his left eye after the smash he got observed jerry a hard snowball can sting like fun when it catches you there yes look at my right cheek if you want to prove that bluff advised them i got caught there and it keeps on burning like a hot iron i wouldn't be surprised if there was a piece of coal or stone in that ball they must have fixed up a lot of ammunition that way before they tackled us seems to me will's a long time coming out again complained jerry he's always so much taken up with that photography of his that any old time he's liable to remember something and go to work at it forgetting all about his chums who may be kicking their heels in the back yard waiting for him oh i don't think he's quite that forgetful laughed frank you know he said uncle felix who loaned us his houseboat to make that trip down the mississippi to new orleans was expecting some important mail today perhaps he's held will up to tell him about something you know uncle felix thinks heaps of our chum yes and of all the rest of us in the bargain there he comes exclaimed bluff and say he seems to be in a terrible hurry added jerry beginning to show a touch of excitement himself look at him waving his hat over his head and do you see how he's grinning from ear to ear now what do you reckon can have happened oh uncle felix don't i love you muttered bluff as if a sudden brilliant idea had come into his mind what's uncle felix got to do with it demanded jerry hold your horses a minute and listen to what will's going to give us was all the other would say for to tell the truth he himself had not been able to more than dimly suspect what was coming will came hurrying up and when he spoke his words gave them a thrill what do you think fellas he exclaimed joyously we're on the high road to another glorious trip like some of the ones we've enjoyed in the past is it uncle felix gasped jerry yes came the quick response he wants all four of us to go up to a logging camp in maine and do that important business for him End of chapter two